Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. In, ladies and gentlemen, good to have you back. It's the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and I've got three buttes with me. Jim. Salutations. Pete. Get the fuck up. And Luke. All right. All right, indeed. Now, on the weekend, we saw Joe Hart save a penalty from Scott Sinclair. Shortly before Sinclair took that penalty, it looked as though Joe Hart was, was, was goading him, was psyching him out, was saying something, which we'll come on to in a brief moment. If you were a goalkeeper, how would you put off an opposing penalty taker, Jim? I was quite impressed with the way that Joe, like how loud Joe Hart was. He was really, really belting out those words, those weird words, whatever they were. And um, with that words. in mind, <laughs> uh, what I would do right, is I'd wait till the penalty taker had sort of taken his run up and I'd hit, like just stare him right in the eyes and I'd just start absolutely belting out Ness and Dorma. <laughs> like, I'd get like singing lessons, so I'd be really, really good at it. And I'd get, you know, the bit like on that crescendo just before it builds up to it. It's a long would, run up. Yeah, no, but he's going to be really intimidated. And I, I would hold that note until he goes to take the penalty. Penalty, then obviously save it and I think all my teammates and probably the crowd will also join in by going brilliant it'd become a thing I did every time there's a great video of uh, Pavarotti doing that on, on YouTube you can check it out doing that and he's <laughs> no, no, sorry singing Ness and Dorma and, um, and, the, and his, his face is amazing the passion oh, yeah. the passion is oh, amazing have we got a Euro song. Uh, song yet not sure has that been uh, announced? There's a, there's a gap in the market to be filled, Pete. Yeah, Dad's like with sword. Can we dad with sword? Every air plus some chances have a go. Yeah. Go ahead, don't they? If you if you do have one of those songs and you would like to feature it on the ramble, just d- d- don't, don't bother. Don't. No. Yeah, no. Don't, don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know that's happened. To be honest. <laughs> Uh, Pete clad in uh, Olympiacos shirt. I am clad in a very cheap Olympiacos shirt. Um, I was going to go for unnecessary erection, but I thought no. I thought uh, your I'm erections gonna... are always unnecessary. <laughs> to your girlfriend. Hey. Um, but what I thought I'd go for is I thought I'd like he, what he could do was <clears> before the penalty's taken, while everyone's like arguing, remonstrating with the referee, pop in his bag a little razor blade, nick, just a little nick. Just underneath the, um, j- j- maybe the left hand side or the right hand side, just under the testicle. Yeah. Give him a l- let's have a little cut so it's not, it doesn't start bleeding immediately. Testicle. Yeah, if you're on, if you're on leg, just cut your own leg. Okay. And then obviously the, I think Joe Hart's shorts are sometimes blue or sometimes light anyway. I think they're white, aren't they? Doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah they are light, yeah. White and light. so as <laughs> soon, so he starts the run up and he'll just see this patch of blood getting bigger and bigger and bigger and if yeah. you're staring at the uh, 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 the player that's an intense image and he's, mm. it, somebody's going to stop and go are you alright and he'll like miss the kick or something I mean you will be bleeding 
and you will have ruined a perfectly good pair of shoes. probably have to go off. I'd rather go one nil down. Yeah, I was going to say, or or he just might put it past you, and you've cut yourself. (laughs) No, but a man bleeding is quite a serious thing. Nobody wants to see that. This reminds me. <laughs> this reminds me of the time when you said to celebrate a winning goal once, you'd run into the opposing <laughs> bench, jump up and down it, and wet yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very liquidy o- best, man. Yeah. Always yeah. with the nuts. Mm. Yeah. You're not going to win the points. Well, hang on, you know, mine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go on. I, you know when uh, what, what what goalkeepers sometimes do is when the guy puts the ball down, they'll walk up to the ball. If the mm. referee lets them get away with it. Um, pick the ball up and just like feel the pressure of it like suck mm. it out yeah. what I'd do right is I'd pick it up yeah. and right in front of the taker I'd like really aggressively snog the ball <laughs> like lick it yeah. and yeah. slobber Probably all over probably maybe get it. on the floor with it like, uh, yeah, like yeah. you're a teenager in the park put my arms around it you tongue the valve yeah tongue the valve and then, I'd, then, I'd, then I'd, <laughs> the bit I tongued I would face the penalty taker yeah. and put it down yeah. Would I'd you? Just, I'd just nod at it and go you like that? Yeah. <laughs> would you go good luck <laughs> yeah <laughs> She's mine. Don't hit her We're hard. in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, good. I would, uh, if I was going to get, I would uh, get a mask made of the, the, who the penalty taker is likely. Right, to you be. need at least fifteen masks. No, 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 you don't because no, because <laughs> well, there's only eleven players on the pitch. No, but uh, you'd have subs as well. What if the sub came and took a penna? If you're if you're a pro- professional footballer, you can afford fifteen masks. Yeah, right? no, but most likely they have designated penalty takers teams. Yeah. So anyway, Scott Sinclair mask, whatever, and then as he's just about to take it, just slip that on. I just think it would weird him out. Get a little, get a little plasma screen. Yeah, yeah. and just do that. And they just get a different pictures. <laughs> I, also, I often thought. I also thought before I answered that that my answer would be um, locate every single ex-girlfriend of the player because <laughs> they always have loads of girlfriends. Oh, and a mask of hers. No, and put them in the audience behind the goal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. With arms folded. No, like, get them to that waving thing that the away fans always do. <laughs> Did you see that um, American basketball fan who got um, David he, Cameron? He, yeah, no, he got not that ham robot. He got a um, picture of um, his own face. Like sort of making this really weird grimace and had it sort of blown up so it was massive. <laughs> Held it above his head and made the face, and it, it was using it to psych out <laughs> loads of players. And whatever team it was, like it really caught on, and they all got them. <laughs> <laughs> this, this same guy's face, just brilliant. Like, yeah. he, he gets the points. Yeah. What 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 I should have said was get you know that Barcelona blowy the, the, the little fellas the, the inflatable fellas that you see on uh, garage yeah. four mm. courts. Just get one of them. I've had them at Chelsea second goalkeeper. Well. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Uh, Jim's got the points. Yeah. Of course he has. Thank goodness. Well, let's move on to that. This Swansea beat Manchester City one nil. A lot of the commentators were saying Hart was saying you're not going to beat me or something. I thought he was saying to Scott Sinclair before he took the penalty, "Don't wait for me." That's what it looked like. He was saying that, and I think he was saying that because a lot of players yeah, now yeah. they wait for the keeper to move and then they take it. And Hart was saying, "Don't wait for me." Exactly, for me. and and which is what um, when Cristiano Ronaldo missed the penalty in the Champions League final, Petr Cech just stood up. Ronaldo sort of faked. To, to go really and he didn't move and he just sort of thought oh shit yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and, and did a you know, nice height for the keeper and it was, it was a save well, mm. um, Scott Sinclair's penalty wasn't that good exactly no. so if you, if you wait for the goalkeeper to move and he doesn't move you don't have a spot to put it in so you have got probably less than a second to pick a spot and the chances are you're not going to stick it in the corner you've mm. got to be a pretty good player to, to, to do that anyway I mean for me Yakubu does it an, yeah. yeah well Yakubu as I've said mm. before on this show I, I had a season ticket at Portsmouth when he, when he first came and he took penalties and the first three or four penalties he took I thought that is lucky so lucky yeah. but it just mm. happens so often yeah. well could it be though, that the QB so lazy he just often thinks mm, I don't really fancy that now well, yeah, I better put it away he's too lazy to make a decision <clears throat> yeah. so, the other, so the keeper doesn't know what he's doing he, he lets doing. the keeper yeah. make the decision for but him he's an expert <laughs> penalty taker didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't uh, Lauren score one the Cameroonian fullback for Arsenal against Spurs I think it was Neil Sullivan in goal and he ran up and he just looked at Sullivan in the eye and Sullivan just looked back 
and uh, and Sullivan hadn't moved, so Lauren just put it down the middle, and Su- Sullivan, of course, Caught just it. guessed it. No, no, he guessed, and dived oh, out of the way, and okay. so he scored. I don't remember that. <laughs> Yeah. But for me, you've, I mean, they always they used to say since I mean, obviously the game's changed now. Back in the day, as a kid, I can remember that people saying to you when you want to take a penalty, make your mind up and don't change right. your mind. That's right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But now they seem to just do whatever they want, wait for the keeper to go, then do it. I think it's definitely personal preference, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because not many not many players would have the ball to do that. But it was a good save. But he was really pumped up. Yeah, yeah. What what's the one thing I like about Johan is one of the very 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 few England players who's a winner. Yeah, do you know what I mean? True. And I love trusting the England goalkeeper again. Yeah, you know, it's nice. Yeah. Even though he's never won anything. No, no, I'm talking well, about. No, come on, you. I think his sort of characteristics would be seen as arrogance in another player, but because he's so goddamn competent good, and because yeah. he's so goddamn good, he's he, you know he, oh, he, he uh, he's allowed to be that. It was sort of a, it was a little bit arrogant, but no, it, it did its job, didn't it? That's well, the yeah, that's problem. Oh, a bit arrogant. Not sure I like that. Well, no, well, this is what I'm saying. But yeah. I think Back with, Hill, with Hearts, no. Pete says it's, it is a little bit different. But they didn't win though. Swansea no, didn't. Mm. got the win. They Luke Moore scored the winning goal. He did. Yeah, I've got loads of tweets. Lol. Yeah. I imagine you will sort of still have tried to take some credit for it though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me too well. City didn't seem to turn up, did they? They seem to underestimate Swansea, which is a foolish thing to do given how well they've been. They had a spell um, where they were okay for a bit, but Swansea, Swansea have done what they've done all season and just been mm. so imperious at home yeah. and kept the ball for fun, really. Mm. And they, re- they richly deserved their win. They kind of made City a bit sloppy, weirdly. They did, yeah. And it's a big test for City now because, uh, as people have said before, They've been knocked off the top. Yeah, yeah. And they've not they've not had that since October, so I'm not really sure they'll know how to react, and it'll be interesting to see what what, what they come up with next. Yeah, well, I mean, Tevez coming back could be a, oh, yeah. an interesting <laughs> development in this. It might be sort of a, the ace card they need. It's, it's, he's going to be like having a new signing, you know. Weirdly, a worrying thing for for, for City fans possibly is the fact that they seem to really. Um, Pin all their hopes on the fa- or pin all their excuses on the fact that they had a goal disallowed, which was which was correctly disallowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the rule. So I mean, surely that's a sign of a bit of weakness. Well, there, actually, yeah, it's like it's, if, if you score a goal and it's offside, it's like shooting the ball just wide and going. Well, I mean, if the goals yeah. are a bit bigger or something. The, yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> if, if the wind was lower down and harder, yeah. <laughs> you saw that that um, lad in the uh, crowd crying. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the, it's like it's March. He also <laughs> he also claimed that he wasn't crying on Twitter. No, like, I wasn't he? crying. It was just emotional. Yeah, so him? emotional. You were. <laughs> Crying, yeah, yeah. there were tears coming out That's of your a, eyes. The, the, the far end of emotion. That's it's still emotional. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah not in touch with his emotional. Did side you see um, uh, Keys and Grays tweeted their congratulations to Sean Massey for getting the call it's right? Just so much. So <laughs> Everyone's yeah. forgotten about you lads. Don't worry yeah, about you it. Don't need there's to a, keep bringing this up. There's a brilliant article on the Guardian, isn't there, about all that? Yeah, yeah. Was how, it Amy Lawrence? Was it? Um, it wasn't Amy Lawrence. It was Marina Hyde. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Guardian. Yeah, it was very good. Um, the, the rich, basically, Richard Keys, I think, who wrote it, said. Um, it, it was like the internet it was basically the internet equivalent of sort of patting someone on the head mm. and saying well done but he also said you know we're delighted for her as we as we were like a year ago so it's just still sort of unapologetic with yeah. it there's still so much arrogance in it <laughs> fitting that much bellendery into one tweet is yeah. quite impressive really um, uh, yeah indeed it is Jim um, but Man City are in second because Manchester United beat West Brom 2-0 and a top are they mm. going to stay there? Are they going to stay there, Pete? They've got a better <laughs> run. I know I'm not Pete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, they've got a sort of, um, not easier, I suppose, but they've got a more comfortable run, you would think. Well, they so came, they've got some tough games coming up. They came through that period, didn't they, Manchester United, where they were away to Arsenal, mm. uh, away to Spurs, a few tricky ones. And they've come out of it and they're on top, which yeah. is incredible, really. Because they, if, they if know they were going to stay there, don't yeah. they? Yeah, indeed they do. We said it before, we said it again, they know how to win the title. There yeah. we go. That's the views that I wanted to hear. Not even trying, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Arsenal. 
setting a record for the first side in Premier League history to have won four games in a row after going behind in each one. Yeah, it shows the spirit in the side, doesn't it? I mean, it is. Arsenal do make up for the fact that I don't smoke. Really, yeah. uh, health-wise, but um, yeah, no, I, I would like it if they would stop going one nil down. They're only one nil down for like fifty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True, but no, it was the spirit in the, t- in the team's brilliant. It was an incredible winning against Newcastle. It really was. It just they'd, we were saying after the Tottenham game, uh, and Bakary Sanya seemed to sort of epitomise this. It's like they just had enough, and it's like that rage still hasn't worked, like worn off. They're like the Incredible Hulk. I, it will do by <laughs> the end of the season when they need to win the last game to get fourth. So yeah, yeah, you know. but um, you know, I'm a little concerned as well about all the, all the sort of uh, the fans on Twitter and stuff. Like that, going, now oh, we're coming for your Spurs. It's like, it's, don't do that yet. But it gives us something to focus on. Though. It does, yeah. 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 Spurs have, have, funny with Spurs, they've not, people have been quick to jump on the sort of old red nut to England bandwagon, but Spurs haven't been playing badly, they've been playing no, well. They mm. been just been a bit unlucky. The better team against United. Yeah, absolutely. But he's remarkable, isn't it? And I know everyone's been saying this, but Spurs have had such a good season, also yeah. such a poor one, and it's only one point between them. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. all, it's all about getting that lad signed up, <clears throat> my lookalike signed up. Which one? Riziki. Yeah, Thomas Rizitsky. Oh yeah, yeah. what other look like? Delighted for for him for his sort of return to form. He looks like the player that he was when he first arrived. But it does just seem like you know, Sharvin just had his him under the thumb. It just (laughs) seems like as soon as he goes, he can play a bit of football again. Sharvin said he wants to come back. When he's, he's, thinking, he's thinking hang on a minute this, this, it is cold here they <laughs> <laughs> <I> forgot <laughs> but I tell you Theo Walcott looked a lot better yeah his he final did pass. he had one of his, one of his good days Sanya's made a big difference Sanya's like one, one of the best players at Arsenal and arguably the best right back in the league I would say you probably have Michael Richards up there with him as well and yeah I mean obviously he's going to make a difference to any sort of right side player you know, because he's, he's that option isn't he he's, he's, he's reliable you know mm. he, he just he allows Walcott to ex- express himself because he's not going to cock anything up. Yeah, he right. had a very easy run against uh, David Santon, mm, who, did, who, who is quick, but seemed to just not have the. He just doesn't seem to want to defend at any point. And they brought on flipping James Perch for mm. yeah, David Santon is quick, isn't he? He is quick, but he, just, he, quick. but he just doesn't. Um, he, he's quick going forwards, but not backwards, it seems. But Maybe uh, just to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> it's much easier. Concentra- yeah. You're like the only. You sort of line up and he's facing his own goal. <laughs> it was a weird one. It was a really, really weird one. You, you want to um, you want to give more credit to Sanya really because it, as as it's pretty easy to work out if you even if you don't play football that if you've got someone behind you instills you with confidence and mm. Walcott's biggest problem is confidence yeah. if he's got like a slightly um, more competent person behind him rather than God knows who yeah. uh, right back out of position <laughs> or whatever well, part it's of much Arsenal's, easier for him part of Arsenal's problem was for a, a couple of months they didn't have a fit fullback. You know, so they're playing yeah. sort of centre backs out of position. Obviously, it's made a huge difference. It's a better reflection of what Arsenal's squad is actually mm. like. You know, and Gibbs is back as well. Neil Neverson, Santos is fit and playing for the reserves tonight. Did you, see, did you see the interesting thing about? Um, apparently, Newcastle had a meeting with Jovino. Um, Newcastle, like, really? It, yeah, yeah. It, but, um, in would it be in the summer? No, it might have been uh, in the winter. Oh, before it, Arsenal signed yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was yeah, right. and he um, and apparently he started text messaging in the middle of the meeting, and they went right. We don't we don't really. Know. Wow, which is quite a that is if, very if, if, it's an apocryphal tale, but I mean I think it's quite a, an interesting one if it's true. Yeah, but it's in the in the same way you hear little stories like that. I remember um, Gordon Strachan once said when he was I think he was in charge of Celtic, he had um, Emmanuel Adebayor mm. yeah. come and have a look around the club and all, and and he just said I didn't like his attitude. Like yeah, soon as for Cantona. At Liverpool, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, was it really? Yeah, we, t- we talked about this in the show. As soon as apparently said, 
Yeah, we definitely want him. And then you met him, and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, soon as for Dwight York, and like, soon as for David Dunn. <laughs> yeah. God knows who else. Yeah. So then, soon as basically <clears throat> had what well, he had, he had um, Cantona for a training session, mm. put a big two footer on him. Yeah. Apparently, Cantona was annoyed about like it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it then. Retaliated. Get out. I will not have people <laughs> two foot me back. Pull your collar down. Um, <laughs> talk of Lucas Podolski on his way to Arsenal in the summer. Yeah, I think that uh, news has obviously been leaked um, for the sake of Arsenal fans to keep the sort of the good <laughs> mood up. And also, Just sneak Van Persie at <laughs> the back door. What happens? <laughs> well, I think it's a sign to the to the players and the fans that the club are changing their policy a little bit. You know, that they need to sort of bring in more recognised players. The talk of Mario Goetze coming in as well, which would be bra- brilliant. I mean, it almost looks like they're trying to convince Podolski he's playing for Germany to make it <laughs> yeah. as much for Arsenal as he does for them. But I mean. <clears throat> It, 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 you could look at it as it's you know Podolski would be a replacement for Van Persie. Obviously, they're saying you know uh, he'll, he'll, he'll play alongside him, but I think it's a smart move because if Wenger can't hang on to Van Persie, uh, he he will work as a replacement. You know, it's the sort of player he'd want to come mm. in to replace him. And I think Wenger's had his fingers burned with being determined to, to hang on to players and then just not being able to. So it, maybe it's a sort of a contingency plan in case that happens again. Is, is that hundred thousand pound a week limit um, a little bit off? Fashion. When was that actually? I think. I think it is. Yeah, but I wonder if they'll change so that. I wonder well, if they'll change that to sort of keep Van Persie. Well, there's talk of Van Persie being offered 210 grand a week by Manchester City. Yeah, I think that's just talk, though, isn't it? There was Probably. a newspaper. There was a newspaper talking about that um, where they quoted um, Van Persie's agent, oh. but it just isn't his agent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some uh, other agent. Just so. Briefly going back to Podolski before we move on. Um, did you see him grab? Uh, was it his coach or one of the coaches? It throws? was his coach. Yeah, he got sent yeah. off at the weekend against Ber- Hertha Berlin. Yeah, and it? as he walked yeah. off, he grabbed the, his coach by the throat. It was a soft sending off. Look yeah. forward to that. that that's yeah. still not a really good reason, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> coach I'm really annoyed. I was going to say, Luke. I don't think you've heard me quite rightly. There were three sends off in that mm. game. Now we must go to Newcastle, where uh, the Newcastle fan who was um, fined 100 pounds for writing. Uh, St James's I think he was going to write St James's part but he got caught uh, on Newcastle's now uh, called Sports Direct Arena Stadium mm. uh, we heard about this this happened a little while ago of course when the um, the name change first happened well he's been offered some help paying the fine he's unemployed but the uh, group of Newcastle supporters from the NUFC Fans United have said they will cover the costs and uh, I did, I did quite like some of the quotes from this story because the, uh, the spokesperson from um, the uh, NUFC Fans United said, "I think a lot of people would say that Mike, v- Mike Ashley has vandalised the club by riding Sports Direct oh, Arena all over yeah. the stadium." Yeah, um, but uh, Mike he owns the club, <coughs> doesn't he? He Sorry. does, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, technically, yeah. he owns you that can't, mold. You can't really <laughs> vandalise your own property, does he? Yeah. But uh, Michael Atkinson, who um, was the guy who did the uh, the vandalisation, was uh, vandalisation. I, I wow. love the, uh, the 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 story behind it. He was uh, eight cans of lager better off. Yeah, <laughs> and he saw messages on Facebook saying that the the name change is an absolute disgrace and something should be done about it. Was he drunk enough that he thought Facebook was telling him to do things? Yeah. He took it literally, Jimbo. I hope he <clears> lived <throat> locally. He picked up his paint and paintbrush and walked down to the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Turned up going, I brought a knife to open it. (laughs) Uh, Reports say. Where's my stick? Where's my mixing stick? (laughs) (laughs) Reports say he'd only painted the two words until he was spotted by the police. And they said um, uh, when they got there. Oh, no, he said, sorry, Atkinson said. I will come with you. You would have done the same. I knew I was going to get nicked. <laughs> <laughs> you would have done the same. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there we go. Atkinson said outside court, though, being banned from games is worse than the fine. I don't really regret it, but I won't do it again. It would be daft to get nicked for the same thing. <laughs> this, it was it, daft to get nicked for in the first place. The, the, the funny thing is, it just reminds me of um, the Viz Catone Airtis. It should be like, oh, be, it would be daft to get nicked for the same thing. Next pain, him getting nicked for the yeah, same yeah. thing. <laughs> Maybe it's an elaborate plot to throw the police off the 
to send. I'll definitely won't do this again. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Next well, time he gets to St James's Par. Yeah. Ah yeah. oh, no. Uh, moving on then uh, to uh, Everton one Spurs nil. Good result for them, but of course they got beat three nil off Liverpool. Mm. Off Stephen Gerrard hat trick. Uh, on his 400th appearance for the club I think it's his first hat-trick is it not? second second, I think it's his second. really? Yeah. that's immense yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, uh, yeah David Moyes has been getting a lot of praise recently and, and rightly so and it was a good win against Spurs it's his 10 year mm. anniversary in the club he's yeah. done an excellent job Spurs didn't play that bad they really turned the screw but yeah. just couldn't score that's the story of their last 3 or 4 games <laughs> yeah. really. do you think um, Moyes would be a Sort of, you know, it'd be the right time for Moyes to go to a sort of bigger club if Redknapp did go to England and the Spurs job became available yeah, I mean, lots of people seem to think that Spurs might be able to attract a Mourinho, but we're not, I'm not really sure about that. Yeah, well, I was, the, I was Mourinho could always end up at Chelsea, you know, they might lose out there. That's true. Well, I was speaking to James Horncastle about it, and he was saying, you know, Spurs are really going to give him, like, millions and millions and millions. I know they'll, they'll, they'll well, spend... There's talk of a bit, £50 million pound war chest. What, for for the incoming manager? Yeah, well, for, God, maybe for Redknapp. Would that be sensible to give it to Moyes if he came in there? Is he really spent that amount of money? sensible to give it to Redknapp? If, if you're going <laughs> to, you know, if, if you're going to appoint someone as manager, you got to back them, haven't you? Yeah, but yeah. The, the problem with the problem with Moyes is everyone sort of says, oh, he's never had any money. It's like he's had pockets. Fellaini, fifteen million, or yeah, that's true. twelve million. It's yeah, like, but, but oh. they're kind of they're the rare examples, aren't they? I mean, a fifteen million pound player for a club like Tottenham or Chelsea—that's you know, it's a, a squad player almost. Mm, you know, I guess so. I think someone like Moyes, he's been at Everton for so long to, to change. And go to a club. It, it's very yeah, difficult. It be, you can't understand. They're hitting a bit of a glass ceiling, Everton. Aren't they? That's yeah. the problem. Bill Cameron can't follow a new owner. Yeah. David Moyes. I mean, if they do find a new owner um, who wants to invest a load of money into the club, he may feel like he has his own sort of ideas of who he wants to bring in. But but what tends to happen though with those kind of clubs is that if you if you don't have the money to back it up. And then you think, okay, and Moyes goes, and you get someone else, and it, it'll never be as good. Moyes has got them, you know, it's probably as high as mm. they can go mm. at the moment. You need the money, you know. It happened. I mean, it, it's not, it's not right to compare Charlton to Everton, but if you look at someone like Kirbishley, you know, he, he secured them in the Premier League, mm. and, and Kirbishley left, and they eventually they went down. Look at them, you know, yeah, yeah. and also look at Kirbishley. Yeah, yeah, it's a similar situation. That's right. you know, he was so highly rated, but now he's. I'd, I'd love to see Moy stay there. I really would, and hopefully the money will come one day. That, I think that would probably. But I mean, be the I mean so do you think Redknapp will leave Spurs there? Uh, do you know what he's saying? He's not sure, and I, and I, if he is offered a lot of money, um, this this proposed war chest, mm. any excuse to say that word. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't think he will. I think Redknapp still loves club management. He loves a bloody spend, yeah, you does, know, yeah, yeah. and so I think maybe Redknapp will say to himself, "I'll do this for another two or three years, and then I'm sure the England job will <laughs> reappear." Mm. Can you, you imagine him? Can you imagine him sort of sitting in the office with the FA talking about the management job, the England manager job, and sort of going, "Right, so let me get this right." He said, "I can't buy anyone at all. <laughs> no foreigners." Can I think uh, about it? No, if they, no, what they'll do is they'll sell it to him as free transfers. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> on a free. It's amazing. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> just come and check with us first. Yeah. Everything's on a free. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want someone, you just drop him and he's gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, talking of England manager uh, positions. Glenn Hoddle throwing his hat in the ring. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. Hoddle's up for it. He's <laughs> like, I've got unfinished business. Yeah, get him in. <laughs> I love it. I'm bloody wood. There's only one England manager in history that doesn't have. So you better start chanting there. Business. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Alf Ramsey. Yeah, there it is. So, yeah, it's, it's just a baffling thing to say, isn't it? Well, it's very true. It's business. And also, like that was like over ten years ago, wasn't it? It was. So I mean, the guys probably moved on. Like when they had Gascoigne on Sky Sports News, and he said, <laughs> I'd, have, "I'd have Venables in there. I'd have Venables. <laughs> I would. I'd have Venables." And David Batty holding. <laughs> yeah, um, he's probably just in his mind. He's in sort of like the nineties. Like Marcus Gaza. Like Marcus Bit off. Sven <laughs> Glenn yeah. oh, no, Sven wasn't 90 That's no, true, true to be fair Don't be silly Now uh, Bolton Good win against QPR mm. That was a, the 
proverbial six-pointer. QPR with a goal disallowed. I'm not sure QPR agree with that. Definitely a goal. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> it was ridiculous. Wasn't Certainly it? a goal. Um, <laughs> it's just sort of reignited the technology debate, isn't it? Which I don't think we need to go back into. But um, it's being tested, isn't it? The, the sort of Hawkeye systems are being tested, so it could well be in place fairly soon. The real victim here is Clint Hill. Yeah. Never mm. scored a Premier League goal. He He's did. He did score a home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes. Well, he has an yeah. <laughs> but QPR in real trouble. And Pete and I were talking about this briefly before. I mean, they've got um, got Liverpool at home, Arsenal at home, United away, Spurs at home, Chelsea away, and Man City away on the last day. They're, do- they're down. Still they're down tricky. Yeah. yeah. So I think the way Bobby Zamora in the side, you never know. Yeah. He's I got think a chance. What else to him though in the Championship? Scores loads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think QPR should just um, act as if the goal was given. Yeah, <laughs> just sort of, no, just no, not, yeah, yeah, just sort of act as if they got the points, yeah, or the point, the point, extra point, yeah, yeah. yeah if they're gonna, you know, if you can be retrospectively, uh, you know, criticised for stuff you've done on the pitch through video, you know, yeah. looking at the video and stuff, you go, oh no, we definitely, we definitely did uh, draw that match. Yeah, I'd fine. like to see them take it to extreme, like, and, and if it means they start with that extra point, <laughs> like fashioning their own Premier League fixture mm. list for next season, yeah. go into games, <laughs> yeah. getting on the pitch, but say if Bolton stay up instead, like turning up. At As Bolton's games, yeah. You know, well, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is our dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wolves were beaten two 0 at home by Blackburn. Sloppy from Wolves, but brilliant result for Blackburn. Junior mm. Hoylet, second uh, Mick McCarthy looks like a shrewd move. <laughs> <laughs> One point from nine or something. <laughs> My goody aunt. Uh, let's go to the Championship, where Leeds United with a great win away to Middlesbrough. Two promotional uh, candidates there, and mm. uh, Warnock with the first real uh, big result for him Ten. you could argue you see the uh, Barry Robson sending off because the game was on BBC wasn't it yeah. it was yeah Barry Robson got sent off and Martin Keown was going oh, what's he doing there he's got to keep his head it's all very the vampire picture. easier said than done yeah. easier said than done Southampton beat Barnsley 2-0 and Ricky Lambert was named Championship Player of the Season and what did he do he celebrated Ricky Lambert <laughs> celebrate that's what he did yeah. damn right that's I was fair, at, isn't I, it? That's I, surely. I was at a music festival at the weekend and someone shouted Ricky Lambert celebrate across the pavilion at me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, show yourself. I don't know yeah, who it was, but brilliant. it's amazing. That he obviously brilliant. just heard the news. Yeah. But I says we're, we're happy with that, surely. Mm. Ricky that, that's it could have been some reggae on the other stage, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With Ricky Lambert celebrating after yeah. he celebrate. <laughs> okay, right, Get him on the one. plane? Just at, not yet get him get him on the England B team playing they still yeah. doing those get I him hope on so yeah, I Chris so. Sutton's the manager yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah actually Lambert said didn't he when he accepted uh, the awards that uh, he wishes he'd worked harder when he was younger but he didn't quite believe in himself so he didn't push himself as hard as he, he felt that he should That's have and now realises he needs to which is a, a really interesting mm-hmm. sort of insight Rick, Ricky Lambert castigate <laughs> <laughs> um, but Southampton are top West Ham drew one all with Doncaster funny one West Ham dropping points at home to the mm. team that are in 20 22nd um, they, they got battered by Ipswich and they've not, they've not yeah, lost a game since they've picked yeah. up a bit haven't they but you know they are still a bit slack and all over the place and who would have thought that would happen if you just sign up loads of sort of mercenary has-beens <laughs> yeah. incredible isn't it Jim the, um, the championship at the top is funny because um, well Reading drew uh, with Doncaster and they're up to second now mm. West yeah, Ham have a game in hand they though, do though yeah but West Ham and Southampton, West Ham are, un- are unbeaten in seven, I think. Southampton are unbeaten in nine in the league. And Reading have still reeled them in because they won mm. like nine in a row or something. Well, they won ten in a row. And they drew against, um, against uh, who was it? I forget now. The Reading, uh, Reading drew against Doncaster. Don- yeah. yeah, sorry. And, and um, I saw Reading at Portsmouth at the Medici Stadium last week. Mm. They won one nil. And it was honestly one of the worst games I've ever seen. <laughs> they won one nil was the only shot on target. And Portsmouth <laughs> didn't have a single shot. Wow. It's, it was awful. It's so bad. <laughs> ah, the old Reading surge, as predicted by the. Twenty-five program. quid to get in. So wow. yeah. naughty. Uh, let's go to La Liga, where Real Madrid beat Betis three-two, and Jose Mourinho won his seventy-seventh game in charge of Real Madrid, which makes him 
uh, which makes his 77 wins out of his first 100 games in Spain the most successful ton in Spanish history. His uh, team is, also that is incredible. It is, yeah. isn't it? His team also set a, a club record of 10 away wins on the trot. Great wow. stuff. And he was sticking the boot into Pep as well, wasn't he? This he week? always does. Thinly veiled it was. Yeah, in his uh, weekly Pep bashing press conference. <laughs> he managed to Pep basically talk. turn. Yeah, itself. He managed to turn turn a, him being a bit of an idiot mm. and Pep being like a bit of a gentleman around to like, oh yeah, but the difference between me and Pep is I know my faults and I let, lay them bare for everyone to see, whereas Pep hides them. <laughs> I was thinking, Behind his card, yeah, 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 that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere not going to win the league now. Ten no, points clear. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I did find it funny. Some of the reports were saying Barcelona trim Real Madrid's lead to ten points and all this sort of yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, one of the goal scorers for Real Betis is a guy called Jefferson Montero. But on um, on his shirt, for some reason, uh, rather than just having Montero, he's got Jeff Montero. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Alan Valderrama yeah. all over again. Yeah, who's, yeah it's true. Um, it's like Portsmouth once signed a player called Jean-Francois Perron. This like French. I think he was a midfielder way back in the nineties. I think it was. And he did an interview in the local paper as, as they do on their new signing. Mm. And he said, I'd like to be called Jeff. Why? And it's like, you're called Jean Francois, a really nice name. <laughs> yeah. like Jeff, Jeff Perron, please. <laughs> I, I don't like it when uh, when people try and reduce um, good na- like Roberto Baggio and people call him Robbie Baggio. Robbie Baggio, yeah. yeah. Nobby, Norberto, I've never liked that really. Yeah. Nobby Solano. Yeah. The Classic Car, I think, is on the 22nd of April, isn't it? So. If Barca, ten pointer, if ten Barca ten Barca point Cameron, they should agree to that. <laughs> oh yeah, this, that's the real title race. Yeah. So whoever wins that wins. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a four pointer for Barca if they win. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the slim hope they have. But I just can't see Madrid dropping that many points. But there's no way that um, what, even what, if they win, because if Barca win that game, because Real Madrid is so poor against Barca, what they ne- needed to do is make sure they've got to be a gap and three points yeah. ahead of Barca for that game, and they've done that. And there's mm. no way they're going to lose it. Could they? Could they win the title there? I suppose they could do. Yeah, I suppose they could do. That would be a big. One. Indeed, it would be. Uh, Barcelona did beat Racing Sanitaire 2 0, the goals coming from Messi. Messi also became the first player uh, to score a glut five goals in a Champions League match against uh, Bayern Leverkusen. That was magnificent. Wasn't it just? <laughs> just <laughs> the first goal. Two lobs. Yeah, his first lob. Like, I still don't work out how he's done that. It's like he's <laughs> inventing new ways to kick a football. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how quickly he got it up and down, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the part of his foot he hit it with, I, I, I haven't got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that, Me- uh, that Messi's brother, uh, Matthias Messi, um, has revealed that he has a tattoo of his famous brother on his left shoulder? <sighs> That's an awkward thing to That's gauge, isn't weird, it? That's weird. That is really weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, brother, would you ever get a tattoo? Of him on the shoulder. No. What would he have to do if you did get a tattoo of him on the shoulder? A glass against Bayern. Like, <laughs> um, also in the Champions League, we have to say that um, Applewell and Nicosia progressing to the quarterfinals, the first separate team to do so, it was just magnificent. Yeah, scene. It was. Yeah. Yeah. On pen, Michel Bastos missed one, didn't he? He did for for Leon. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just I'm still thinking about that Messi thing. Could you imagine yeah. if, if <laughs> imagine if Rodri Giggs had done that? <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. Rodrigo Spears, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. Or Alan Valderrama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, uh, the race. I was going to say Paul oh. Terry, but he's just as bad as John. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> true. that's true. They've probably got tattoos of each other. Tell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil and Gary Neville. Yeah. Um, uh, Levante lost 1 0 to Malaga. Malaga are in fourth, Levante are in fifth. Osasuna are still in the hunt for fourth, though, after beating Bills's Bilbao 2 yeah. 1. Bilbao were ma- magnificent against Man United. While I was leading, coming onto that, yeah, they beat Manchester United 3 2 at Old Trafford. Mm. They're fans as well. Amazing. Yeah. One of the best attacking performances I've seen in a way, from an away European team at Old Trafford for absolutely.
Lou. I mean, the, the, the third goal, Muniain. The, just, oh, the pace. I know. Oh, like, <laughs> he was like the Eurostar coming yeah. down there. It was just incredible. Yeah, four <laughs> times no right the distance to, to make up. It's and like, he still got there first. You think you've, oh, he's, he, you must break your leg in that sort of. It wasn't like he was running forward. It was like he's pulling the world back. It was, wasn't it? It was like he was skiing towards goal. And like David De Gea was like in a dream where he couldn't get anywhere. He's you're really close to the ball. Just yeah. get in the way of it. <laughs> it was amazing. And one thing about that, just on the La Liga thing, yeah. because the, the, the league table is so skewed, as Barcelona and Real Madrid are so dominant, yes. um, you've got the teams in fourth, fifth, and sixth Malaga, Levante, and Osasuna. Mm, yeah. Malaga have got a goal difference of zero in fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Levante have got a goal difference of zero in fifth. Yeah. Osasuna in sixth, minus nine. Golden baby. Because that 8 0 drubbing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's season. right. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, that is quite something with Bilbao beating Manchester United. The team of seventh in the league are beating the team of first. In the mm. But Bilbao are the best going forward in the, in the La Liga outside the top two, definitely. Mm. It's also, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say that the, um, the Spanish league is almost like the SPL and it's so, so horribly dominated by two teams. But that's not to say that teams below them are bad. Yeah, because it, I mean, we're looking at two of them. In the SPL, well, they, they are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's the. <laughs> in the league, <laughs> <league, laughs> well, I mean, it's a little fierce. We're, we're, we're looking at two of the greatest sides the world's seen, really. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, they're the best they should, the world. They shouldn't yeah. even be in the same league as each other. Really, should they? Mm. What league yeah. should they be in their own league? They should no. They should be like, like what, a, a league of their Spanish own? league. And they can play in like I don't know Portugal Space League Real <laughs> Well let's go back to Earthly leagues Where we go to Serie A And uh, Milan have opened up A four point lead Over Juventus They beat Lecce 2-0 at home A lovely goal from Ibra uh, Juve drew mm. Away to Genoa Ibra was rather rude To a Sky Sport presenter Of course he was yeah, she asked him a question and he threw a headband at her. I think it was his hair clip yeah. or something. Yeah. Was that not his like, sort of woman lasso? <laughs> I think, did he say, what the F are you asking or looking at or something? She asked him a problem about how, like, what, what, the, the, the Milan president said something about Ibra was looking really moody or something, so, you know, Kel Surprise. And, yeah. and, uh, it's just his face. Yeah, and the president <laughs> said, well, I'd rather have a, an angry, yeah. unhappy Ibra than a sort of placid one. Mm. And then um, she asked him a question about it. I can't remember the ins and outs of it. And he threw something at her. Yeah, gent. Something. He's a gent. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the the goal he nearly scored against Lecce? Yeah. It, was, it was basically sort of he was right on the edge of the box, um, sort of t- towards the touchline, um, just inside Lecce's box, like the sort of position you should really cross from. And he just sort of tried to scoop it into the far post, and it so nearly came yeah. off. Yeah. And he even even sort of looked quite humble afterwards, as if to go, hey, "No, he didn't." What was I trying to do doing that? Hey? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Zlatan. I'm going to score a brilliant goal in a minute. You watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did. I think the reason he did that thing to that woman in the interview is because he's a big interview bottler. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just didn't fancy it, yeah. Sport, yeah. yeah exactly. uh, Napoli are up to fourth after a 6 3 win against Cagliari. Oh, it's funny because I thought Italian football was really boring all the time. Yeah, 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 there's like no, no goals and no yeah. Six individual scorers for Napoli. Mm. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a hat trick for uh, Cagliari as well. Yeah, whacking uh, Laravia. Yeah. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. The game was chaos. The um, highlights <laughs> I saw of that um, well, I think from Napoli. I like a chaotic from, game. Yeah. I think they were from Napoli's own TV station, so the commentary on it was just his. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the guy was having a stroke for 90 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Super. like Napoli throw-ins were getting celebrated more than goals <laughs> get celebrated here. That's that is honestly, I'm not making that. That's what Pompey fans do now. They say, when I was at, at the Badesky, they were celebrating throw-ins <laughs> and singing um, "Let's pretend we've scored a goal" and oh, cheering. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, that's great. I like that a lot. Pretending going on that the game was one 0 when it wasn't. 
Um, Singing so yeah, the championships upside down, we're going up with Doncaster, yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, keep the mood up. Um, uh, Inter <laughs> won 2 0 away at Kiobo. Late goals from Diego Melito and Walter Samuel. But they're old out. War horses. War. Two old war horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are veterans with yeah. arrows sticking out of their legs. Yeah. <laughs> Diego Melito and Walter Samuel are the sort of blokes that in a battle <laughs> would have like three or four arrows stuck in them and yeah. still be fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they'd make it out the other end. Yeah, oh yeah. Can yeah. you imagine how scarred up their cartilages? Oh. Just, this is Inter! <laughs> <laughs> Walter Samuel is like 85% cartilage. <laughs> yeah. It's like the rest it's like is the cartilage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like barrier reef behind his kneecap. Solid. Behind his kneecap, he's just like a really badly broken up like wafer biscuit. <laughs> Held together by like sticky plaster. My goodness. But uh, having said all that, they're out of the Champions League. Marseille on away goals. Mm. Mm. That's huge. That's huge. Couple of late goals in that huge. game, wasn't it? Yeah. huge. Also in the Champions League, Bayern beat Basel 7-0 in Munich. 7-1 on aggregate. Champions League is particularly brilliant this year, isn't it? Mm. They beat Freiburg 7-0 as well. I would yeah. like to know if they're the first team to win two 7-0 games in a row. They must... Oh, sorry, it was two 4-7 was, was it Hoffenheim? Oh, was it Hoffenheim? Was it? Okay. Mar- Mario Gomez got seven goals in those two games. Yeah. Incredible stuff. I, I could really see him being a sort of Van Nistelrooy figure at United. Mm. He's got that same sort of just absolute kind of lethal finishing. He cost uh, Bayern quite a lot of money, didn't he? he I, did. I was surprised he didn't sort of move out of Germany, actually. But Bayern are a big, big problem. Yeah, they're so. a big Bayern, deal, Bayern are doing very well this uh, year, though. They're, uh, yeah, but they're, they're a fair whack off. I think, I think they're, they're five really points off yeah. Dortmund at the top. They've been fairly inconsistent. That's been the problem. Yeah. They've some patchy though. runs. You know, in Champions League. So. Got the Euros to come. Yeah. He's laughing. Now, uh, another man who uh, laughs a lot is Gigi Bacali. Can we go to Romania? Can we? It's been a little while, hasn't it? Shall we we, uh, roll the wheel of um, simile and metaphor? (laughs) (laughs) See what he comes up with. Uh, Bacali, he's planning on getting rid of all the foreigners that play for his storybook arrest team. Hey, good lads. Um, uh, In an article from uh, The Guardian, Bacali said, I want to see a team built entirely of Romanians. That's my intention. (laughs) Pablo Brandon has already left a Join a Chinese club, but the contracts of um, Geraldo Alves and Valentin Iliev will not be extended after the end of the season, and Stefan Nikolic will also leave. I'm almost certain that that will be the first those players have heard of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's, the reason why he's doing this is he's, he's harking on back to when Stoyer won the European Cup in 1986, beating <laughs> Terry Venables Barcelona in, yeah. in the final 2 0 on penalties. El Tel. Barcelona missed four penalties. Yeah. The first four penalties were missed. Two for Stoyer and two for Barcelona and, and this is the, these are the stories that escape the country <laughs> that's what I like about a imagine Gigi keeping Bacali. a clean sheet in a penalty <laughs> shootout <laughs> that's an amazing achievement there but um, uh, as uh, Bacali said there were only Romanians in the team in 1986 and they won the European Cup so why should we pay get them back yeah, <laughs> why should we pay high salaries to foreign players and not win anything I love his logic or lack mm. of yeah. yeah but in other news Bacali is uh, uh, currently uh, being sued by Dynamo Bucharest owner Dragon Dragos um, Savulescu, because uh, Gigi said about uh, Savulescu that he is a man who sleeps with men. Gay, I think that's what he means. Um, and Savulescu wants two and a half million euros in damages. I mean, is it that bad for someone to that's, say that? That is a really, you? really homophobic amount. I was going to say, yeah. The best bit about that story is that, that um, Bacali come back and said he had over 30 witnesses <laughs> who were testified. I Busy Park. <laughs> And then, and then that's a, some party that <laughs> Savalescu then said he is a thick primitive brute yeah brilliant oh I don't know oh. whether that's Bacali which is quite it. a camp insult it is oh, oh, you yeah. big brute <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh cheers me oh dear dear right now before going for Claude we're going to go to Brazil where uh, Ricardo Teixeira 
has resigned from the CBF, Brazil's Football Association, due to health reasons. He's been in charge there for 23 years, and Vice President Jose Maria Marin has taken over. He's the bloke that stole that medal. We talked about yeah. a few weeks <laughs> 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 Excellent. Well, we're in good hands. Well, so we've gone from a thief... To a thief. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just a smaller he- scale thief, but he'll learn. Yeah. Well, don't we worry. Health yeah. reasons. Does green. it really like the health of his bank account? Is that why? I don't know, of- but he still um, he will remain a FIFA executive committee member. He can't run Brazil, but he can still run the world. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine like to share it, interviewing him for the position, and go right. What's the biggest thing you've stolen? <laughs> I stole a medal. Medal in a youth tournament. Mm. Worried about a lack of his ambition there. <laughs> well, um, maybe it s- wasn't for a lot of people. Oh, you're in then. Yeah. 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 Maybe stealing your medal was like a test. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. And you've, he passed with flying colours. You've got gall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Well, uh, um, it was quite funny, actually, because um, Ronaldo was saying that, oh, you know, uh, sad to see Teixeira leave, blah, blah, blah. Romario was um, not so... Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, no sooner had the news broken, and bearing in mind it's, it's supposedly to do with health reasons, he said, uh, Romario said, Today we can celebrate. We have exterminated a cancer from Brazilian football. Finally, Teixeira has resigned from the CBF presidency. And he went on to say, I hope the new president, uh, Jose Maria Marin, who stole a medal from a Corinthians youth player, does not make that a habit in the Confederation. Sir, now we have to exterminate the AIDS. Oh my so does he God. call him the AIDS? And <laughs> oh my God. I do know what I mean. That's oh, outrageous. Romario. Manageable drugs nowadays. So. Incredible. FIFA, so much fun. Yeah, oh, well, it's not much fun. Right. Yeah, that's um, yeah. the CBF. But the CBF and FIFA having to jump into bed together for the World yeah. Cup, it's just, it's, well, it's as we've been reporting. It? Uh, it's only going to get funnier. Yeah. But Teixeira also said that he was uh, he felt he'd sort of, he could leave, you know, having you know performed his duties really well and sort of you know like with his head held high. And it's just, why is it that the most corrupt people are always so quick to lord themselves yeah. when they sort of leave? They, ne- they never leave with dignity. They always leave talking talking themselves up. You know, sort of like almost being defiant. In advance, it's at least we've got people guilty who do, conscience. At least mm. we've got people who do act with dignity around that sort of thing, like Dave Richards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell the uninitiated what Dave Richards yeah, did. Well, I'm sure a lot of people know this already, but Dave Richards um, yesterday, um, he's it, one, it, of the, one of the uh, big, big, it's a big cheese in English football. Basically, yeah, he, he, he's, he got his uh, job by um, by running Sheffield Wednesday into the ground. Is that mm. right? That yeah. was his audition, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and that's usually enough. Yeah, fit and proper. Uh, he was. Uh, it was in Doha, was it? Was it yeah. not where, the, where this happened? It was. Uh, in what, Qatar. Yeah, what, what was it for? Uh, it was it was a big sort of FIFA UEFA conference, wasn't it? Or something like that. And basically, he, he at this sort of conference, he'd said that um, on the he wire. felt he, he <laughs> apparently so he felt that FIFA had robbed football from England. That um, they in the sort of World Cup bidding process, they hadn't made it clear they were looking at giving it to nations that had never had it before. And he reminded the world that uh, that, that England invented the game, you yeah. know, and that the Chinese can say they invented it if they wanted, but we know that we did and we standardised it and gave it all this, that, and the other, and that. The world should be grateful. And apparently, he was really getting quite angry and had to be calmed down. And then afterwards, at the uh, sort of drinks afterwards, fell into a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jonathan Wilson called him Captain Mannering. No, 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 it's absolutely classic, isn't it? Is that? I mean, it would be funny anyway. I'm sure we'd hear about it if he fell into the swimming pool. But like, that he's just made such a huge sort of like proper little Englander abroad, <laughs> sort of tirading it. Bloody Johnny Foreigner, yeah. the swimming pool thing ruining like, our game. Makes me think he had like a white hanky on his head. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting really flustered yeah. and was asking like the head of the Indian FA who he mistook for like a waiter or something yeah. to fetch him like another pink fizz or something like no, that. He, he was, no, he was stumbling around because all the German delegates had taken all the best spots in front of the <laughs> and laid their uh, towels down. I'm so furious. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he's sort of some wag standing by the pool would have gone, well, well clearly he needed to cool down. Yeah, I was forced to come in. Okay, cool off, David. <laughs> 
Oh dear, oh dear. Well, uh, back uh, briefly to Brazil, uh, where uh, Jerome Valka uh, insulted Brazil the other week, but saying that they needed a <laughs> what's you know, going they, on? They needed to kick up the backside with their World Cup preparations. To be fair, he is right if the reports <laughs> yeah. are to be um, believed. He ha- he apologised to the country, and the Brazilian government has accepted this. Although the presidential adviser. Um, Marco Garcia had a little dig at Valka by saying this FIFA spokesman's name has been crossed off this guy's a bum <laughs> presidential advisor absolutely for one of the it. biggest economies in the world the 2014 World Cup might break football yeah, yeah. I just you know it, it's like watching the, the idiots in parliament or <laughs> just yeah. shouting about the NHS bell. it's just kind of like yeah. it's just just get your jo- do your job We're do your job don't whinge about being late just do it it's 2012 sure. the, cu- the cup's in 2014 we've got loads to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> they get better and now it's time for going for gold going for going for gold gold yeah. it is time for going for gold I'll just get me uh, woo me clues over here on the computer who, who won it last time <sighs> you. I think you know who won you it last won, time you won it last time look ah. you idiot there's the finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's. Um, oh, by the way, quickly before we do, before we do, go, go on, for Glad. Um, have you seen who the new assistant manager is at Chelsea? Uh, it's it's Eddie, Eddie Newton. Newton. <laughs> yeah, it's Eddie <laughs> Newton. <laughs> the Chinese peanut and yeah. Eddie Newton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop. Is it Eddie Newton? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it is. We've not. already had him. Uh, Stop, Di Matteo. No. Jim, move the move the. You could. He could oh, it's very very honest move of you, Jim. Jim can see the clues. The clues. <laughs> Jim can see the clues. I can see the reflection of the clues in your glasses. Oh, golden bit. Right, you're fine. He, right. Yep. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll get them out quickly. Right. Three. Um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, seriously, <laughs> lovely banter. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Chernovolia, the Ukrainian uh, SSR. Now, Stop. Now across the Ukraine. Oh, Andrei Voronin. No. Stop. Is it Andrei Shevchenko? No. Stop. Ah, we're out of Sergei Rebrov. No. <laughs> oh, right. we, had had we had any more Ukrainians. Yeah. Somebody suggested this name to Stop. me. Stop. So. I like Luzhny. You can only no, have one guest per round. round. Well, it's I not him just... anyway, so I've done you all a favour. <laughs> <laughs> when I was eight years old, a coach from uh, Skonto Riga visited uh, my school and I decided to play football. Which makes you think he could have been a fireman if, like, yeah. Le Fireman came round. Yeah, 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 that is really strange. Or a police dog. I want to be a police dog. Hmm. It also implies that he'd never played before. Yeah, that yeah. scout's got it the wrong way around. He's supposed to be watching actual players. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Anyone fancy a game? Yeah. I started on the wings and in midfield, but settled on striker. Mm. Stop. Andrew Kinchelskis? No. Mm, I'm, carry on. I won the Baltic Cup with my national team. It's a very cold cup. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Stop. Paolo Maldini. <laughs> <laughs> a, late, a very late Paolo Maldini. Yeah, usually it's earlier. All right, this is, uh, I've got two clues left. I was known as the Latvian Michael Owen. Stop. Stop. Marion Bajals. Yes. Yes! Junior! <laughs> yes! Good work. <laughs> Marion Pahas. Surrounded nice. legend. Yeah. If there is such a thing. And I'd like to thank a uh, anonymous tweeter, email, or text. I can't remember who told me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. But thank you. Thank you. Probably indeed. the Southampton fan. Thank you for, uh, for your email, lady. Let's have an email or two. Let's. Um, shall I go first? Indeed, you shall. Woohoo, Black Betty, Ramble Amblers. 
<laughs> I mean, that has raised the standard yeah. Yeah, the, the, the greetings isn't it um, when I was around 11 years old I was running late for football practice my favourite football shirt was in the laundry bin nonetheless I pulled it out and took it to training what I didn't know was that my mother had dropped a bottle of vinaigrette uh, all over it and used What's my football middle class problem yeah, and used my football shirt to wipe it up oh. so when I wore it I smelled of vinaigrette and got all kinds of <laughs> stick from all my little training buddies they couldn't stand near me because of the smell I had the training of my life dribbling past my opponents with consummate ease and scoring freely so maybe wearing shirts smelling of vinaigrette could be the way to end Barcelona's winning ways in the Champions League and that is from Michel Jongsma uh, in the Netherlands I oh. hope I've pronounced that right uh, so yeah thank you very much maybe so, that was uh, the secret growth serum that they injected into Messi, Messi yeah. 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 maybe Messi isn't that good he just stinks <laughs> <laughs> Messi you stinker <laughs> yeah so you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to mark someone who absolutely reeked, would you? Yeah, you wouldn't. He would put you off because every time they came near, you go, "Oh, Gordon." Yeah. <laughs> there we are. Pete, what at least Paul McGrath used to have a breath mint before he got out of the pitch. <laughs> uh, this is uh, an email from one Adam Sunderland. All right, Ramblers. Hello. It was, hello. <laughs> All right. It was my girlfriend's birthday last week. Decided to treat her to an I Am Zlatan t-shirt. Right. The look of happiness when she opened it brought a tear to my eye. She's never watched a football match in her life and has no idea who Zlatan Ibrahimovic is. <laughs> <laughs> Happy day. Yeah. Well, days, well done, helpful. Adam Sunderland. Mm. Yeah, uh, we, we have a we have a final uh, email. Uh, this is uh, a friend of mine. Uh, sort of put me onto this. A friend of mine, Ben Vanderveld, his name is. He was uh, lovely. About a friend of his, Gareth Hooper, uh, would write silly football. Poems, right? This is a two-part. So I'm just going to firstly going to read the poem, right, <laughs> um, and then tell you the story behind it. It's uh, it's called "If We Could Clone Ian Wone." <laughs> If we could clone Ian Wone, there'd be nothing else we'd need. Not a weakness on the pitch, entertainment guaranteed. Ian, you play centre-back, Wone, you're in goal. Should we play with two up top, or stick Ian in the hole? <laughs> <laughs> if we could clone Ian Wone, what a team we'd be. A 3-1 win away from home, and Ian's grabbed all three. <laughs> Ian Wone from fullback, up the lines of forward, Wone. Wone then sticks it in the box, and Ian heads it home. <laughs> if we could clone Ian Wone, no team could ask for more. Better than United in 99, or Arsenal in 04. After the referee's blown for full time, and the players are heading home each opposition player's happy he swaps shirts with Ian Wong right and sort of the, the story behind that is uh, that, that Gareth Hooper the author of that superb poem found a way to somehow get in touch with Ian Wong and send him this poem and he got an email back from Ian Wong's sister saying stop hassling my brother you weirdo <laughs> and the thing I like about it is that his sister has access to his emails yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's also called Ian yeah. <laughs> it's like the Lee Sharp fan club isn't yeah. it yeah, it's run by his sister but, Lee Sharp used to do barbecues for his fans. Yeah. yeah. Ian Wone done that? I'll tell you what though if anybody doesn't know who Ian Wone is treat yourself because he scores some great goals yeah, he did. there must he's be some YouTube got a couple of bottles yeah. against Newcastle he did, <laughs> he did. He did. He did. But, like, the, the best thing like that is nothing that, a forest player of I really want her uh, I really want her to be called John John Warne and I've got, I've, I really <laughs> want to do like a cartoon of John Warne just walking around like the Nottingham just going leave my what, brother go, <laughs> he's my brother You're can I have free food please he's <laughs> my brother <laughs> Keep, get your uh, football poems in <laughs> mm. And it's profile time, ladies and gentlemen. We've got there, and we have a French footballing legend for you. It's Raymond Copper. Oh, la la. Big yes. one. How about Leg that, eh? Absolute legend. Mm. 50s legend. 50s legend. But he was born on October 13th, 1931. 36 years before them summer of loves. <laughs> <laughs> a French trailblazer. We'll yeah. come on to that. Yeah. Um, Raymond Kopazuki, Zuzki, as he was originally known, born in France to Polish parents. 
Um, but he was uh, he was loved football from an early age, as they all do. Mm. Uh, after finishing school at the age of fourteen, he went to work down the mines in his town in northern France, which is remarkable. Fourteen years yeah. old down the mines, you, you know, finish so school on the Friday, you got the job on the Monday. I think Jermaine Pennant did that. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's one of those things, can you think? They have mines in France. Je regarde le pickaxe. They have mines in all of the north. <laughs> <laughs> all of the norths. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, a few years later, in 1949, he'd entered the Young Footballer Competition, which uh, in France at the time was a national event open to young hopefuls with uh, many of the top coaches watching on. Like those Sky One programmes. It was, an, it was a... What was it called? Rooney Street I told you it was a, a trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. It was just called the Young Footballers Competition. I think that's what it was called, he came yeah. second overall. Who came first? Uh, I don't know. Oh. And he signed with uh, Angers, or Angers, as it's spelled. Uh, <laughs> Let's it go with that. Angers. He signed for Angers. Um, uh, two years later, he was uh, playing in a friendly match and he impressed Albert Bateau, who was the legendary coach of Stade de Rem. Uh, Bateau mm. was uh, great at many things, but one thing in particular he was, was superb at was enabling flair players to express themselves fully on the field and, and, and Copper signed for Stade Rome in 1951 Copper um, was like a playmaker come sort of forward wasn't he yeah, it was number strike. 10 kind yeah, of yeah. really Stade Rome have a very interesting story as well they were one of the biggest clubs in Europe at the time and they've just kind of disappeared they do still exist but they're sort of kind of uh, down, down in the sort of lower leagues that's right that's where the word Ream came from another no it isn't San Etienne are also yeah. a big uh, team Norm? they've fallen off yeah yeah mm. yeah uh, Blackburn Rose. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's signed for them in 1951. Um, now, Copper was quite a small guy. He was only five foot six, but it was that low centre of gravity which mm. um, he, he made the most of. You know, very impressive dribbler of the ball. Um, as you said, look, deployed behind the strikers. And Copper said, I absolutely love dribbling. Some people told me off for it, saying that I held on to the ball too long and sl I slowed the game down. But my coach always insisted that I stick to my style of play. It's like nice to just, loves to, just loves to dribble Yeah And the yeah. crowd loved it as well Yeah uh, Dribbling was his bit No I'll stop yeah. <laughs> uh, You could pick out a pass Create chances Dictate the tempo Yeah So when they say Oh you, you're slowing the game down It's like Yes yeah. I know That's He's an orchestrator Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed he was uh, He played uh, Oh he also got amongst the goals Quite a lot as well He played in the 1954 World Cup with France Although they went out In the first round But his time in the international scene Was to come four years After that Now uh and uh, his team Starem during that period as you said uh, Jimbo they won the league twice so they were an excellent side back then mm. the best team in France and finished runners up to Real Madrid in the European Cup final losing 4-3 um, Real Madrid were quite good back then, weren't they? They, they were they decent. <laughs> yeah. They were decent. It's also well. worth noting as well that the European Cup back then was like there were like two rounds in it, or something weird like that. There weren't many <laughs> teams involved in but, it, but, but still. But you know, any kind of international competition was was unheard of as and well. You had to win the league exciting. to be in it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's at least say that, you know. Ah, oh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, uh, even we can remember those days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can. Um, uh, and uh, he, he signed for Real Madrid did Copper shortly after that, which caused some out calls caused some outrage in France um, he said of this I was the first French player to leave the country and play abroad at the time a lot of people saw me as a traitor it was just my misfortune to be a pioneer it's quite an odd thing to, yeah. to, to say to also, misfortune for a pioneer I think it was because obviously he played against Madrid in, in that final he did and um, I think there'd been talk of him going there before that if I, think, well, I remember I, about him is right and there was talk um, you know after they played De Stefano was apparently incredible and just unplayable in that final and afterwards he was almost like sort of like really sort of French and philosophical and like Albert Camus about it, it was like yeah. they do not need me oh. yeah. 
depressing. <laughs> well, um, he, he did team up with Alfredo De Stefano and Ferenc Pushkash at Madrid. Because De Stefano just played wherever he wanted, didn't he? Yeah. Because he started off move, finishing move, he could do everything yeah. he wanted. Copa, I mean, that, that's the Galacticos of its day. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were the original Galacticos. I mean, De Stefano, Pushkash, and Copper. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's obscene. Worth, that's worth yeah. the ticket price. It is. Um, and uh, one of the best clubs in the 20th century, mm. damn it all, um, Copper was voted in the top three of the Ballon d'Or for four years in a row. and He was third in 56 and 57, first in 58 and, and second in 59. I mean, when you are winning the Ballon d'Or ahead of Pushkas and De Stefano... Mm. You wonder how many people have, would have heard of him, because yeah. he, for that is a phenomenal record. That is ridiculous. He, he does, his status doesn't seem to reflect how, how much he did, yeah. you know. Well, he was at Madrid for three years, whereas maybe other players, other legends yeah, there, have built a bit longer legacy, slightly perhaps. more. But um, I, I, I think it's best to leave it to Copper to, to describe his time there. He said they were three fantastic years for three whole seasons. We won the lot. Yeah. We were also voted the team of the century by the fans in the year two thousand, which was uh, Madrid's um, centenary year. He said there was an incredible atmosphere whenever we played. We didn't have any sponsors, and there was no games on TV, so we had to play friendly matches across the world to keep the club going. Um, and he said uh, I won three consecutive European Cups with Real and in three years we only lost one home match in all competitions <laughs> <laughs> my god against Pep Guardiola's Barcelona <laughs> <laughs> um, during his time at Real Madrid he participated in the 1958 World Cup Finals in Sweden with France of course France were excellent at that tournament they finished third um, Wales got to the semi-final didn't they they by Barca was a quarter-final I think it was a, uh, yeah, by Barca by Brazil <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they're everywhere they're, that's right um, Wales did very well in that tournament from what I remember they yeah. did yeah, yeah no, Wales were, was good, uh, put in a good performance um, France started off with a 7-3 victory over Paraguay who were uh, meant to be one of the favourites <laughs> yeah exactly especially back then um, and uh, they, they were beaten by uh, Pelé and Brazil in the semi-finals uh, 5-2 but they were down to 10 men. Their captain was uh, injured. And, of course, no substitutes yeah, back then. Cause that's right, because Brazil beat Wales in the quarter and they beat France in the semi, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, now, again, this is how decent Copper was. I mean, he was given the golden ball for best player of the tournament. Mm. Bearing in mind, that was Pele, mm. uh, Didi <laughs> for Brazil, and Just Fontaine, Copper's teammate, scored 13, 13 goals. goals. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he must have been flipping Phenomenal. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely incredible, uh, and he got three himself in, uh, in that tournament. And France, France finished third. Uh, he left Real Madrid uh, in 1959. Went back to Stade Rennes, where he played for another eight years before retiring. Managed to uh, get another couple of uh, league title wins as well in, in that time. But him and, uh, and his teammate Just Fontaine, who we inducted not that long ago, uh, obviously had a massive impact uh, on French football on the field, but off it as well because together they helped fa- found the. Uh, National Union of Players Footballers which brought in fixed time contracts because up until the late 60s in France players belonged to their clubs for life blimey oh. so it's quite an important change yeah, yeah that's huge in the history of the game so how did Madrid game? they kidnap him well yeah pretty much I, I suppose they must have just convinced Sarum to say you know you've got to let, him, let us have him yeah. yeah well yeah very different back then um, so so maybe everything so maybe then his, his move to Rota was just like a glorified loan because he had to go yeah. back there anyway because he was owned by them well yeah and also I mean again that's why people are probably quite outraged as well I'll be interested to know I have to look it up mm. 
Um, uh, yeah, so we fast forward now to 1973, six years after his retirement. And Cobble was asked to play in a pre-season friendly for Paris Saint-Germain, who were coached by his uh, friend Just Fontaine at the time. 42-year-old Ramon Copper scored a hat-trick. <laughs> um, and, he, and he had to politely refuse an offer um, to play uh, in the team again at the age of 42. That's fast. Absolutely superb. Apparently he was still playing some, uh, you know, a level of football until like the age of 70. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely superb. But I'll leave um, um, the, the final words to uh, English journalist Desmond Hackett, who said this after seeing Copper put on a superb display for France against Spain uh, in Madrid, where he said, this man is truly the Napoleon. Napoleon of football. <laughs> oh, nice. I'd like to be his Josephine. <laughs> <laughs> then comes Raven Coffin to the D-Mass Hall of Fame. There we are, kids. I hope you like the show. Uh, if you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. And the website is thefootballramble.com. Jimbo. Yeah, and on the .com this week, Liam Toomey looks at the success of Brendan Rogers at Swansea. Kieran Pender shines his light on Australia's Good Day League. And Eric Beard gets all <laughs> philosophical about Lionel Messi, which is, to be fair, an easy thing to do. Uh, elsewhere, there's the Hall of Fame, the shop, the forum, and all kinds of internet malarkey. So, yeah, get over there, thefootballramble.com. Lovely stuff. And I would also like to thank all of the listeners that came to my preview the other night. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. I, I saw a bit of you. Like when you'd finished yeah, I read your notebook <laughs> yeah. I saw it all and it was bloody excellent well yeah. thanks I've started off doing like a hilarious uh, unintentionally hilarious uh, betting tips column for Betfair mm. at betting.betfair.com how's it working out uh, the first one was over t- over three and a half goals in United versus Bilbao so that came off nice. uh, but this week I've predicted Fiorentina to beat Juventus which is probably not going to happen I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> betting.betfair.com you'd just been to ATP to be fair Luke yeah, that's yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go right say goodbye Jim goodbye Pete see ya and Luke goodbye and it's goodbye from me see you later buck back big <laughs> <laughs>